Leah Orange has kindly joined us on the phone. He wasn't at the Breeders' Crown last night, but he was at the Far Lap dominating that venue. Morning to you, Blair. G'day, Greg. How are you, mate? Excellent, thanks. Good day for yesterday. Handful of wins on a Saturday afternoon at the Far Lap Raceway. And if I'm right, four of those were in front, if memory serves me correctly. So you owned the front yesterday. <laughs> yeah, had a bit of luck, Greg, and uh, the horses run well, and uh, boys gave me a bit of respect out there when it was in front, so it all worked out good. Here's one of those wins, the last of the five. Leads by two, Unico Vicanza. Cody Banner starting to get into it. Then Maui Vertigo out of Aaron Floss. It's so easy. And Avros Majesty out wider in the inside the 150. Still travelling as Idol Stewart's here. Maui, Unico Vicanza out of Aaron Floss, but they can't get him. Blair will grab five. Idol Stewart's here too good. Photo second between Maui and the outside Unico Vicanza. Then out of And I know how much you like driving in those colours. Uh, colours that, well, you didn't make famous, but. Uh, uh, the late Mike Austin certainly did, and, and driving for Roger, uh, ideal stewardeer, perfectly placed in that race. Um, yeah, it's always nice to drive drive a winner for them. Oh, most definitely, Greg. Um, you know, it's been well documented that Mike was a massive part of my career, and uh, you know, really looked after me as a kid and and stuck by me right through thick and thin. So yeah, always a privilege to win in them colours. All right, speaking of other colours, uh, the Mark and Nathan Purden colours, you got the feature of the day for the two-year-olds. Not by much, though, the Brosnan Transport Timaru Nursery Stakes, so a step back in time there. You only just got past Dawson, who was a first starter for Tony Stratford. Uh, Mark Hurrell did the steering on uh, Dawson, and you drive a lot for Tony Stratford. So, gee, it's got a bit of a future, Blair, because Major Hot's already Group 1 placed. Yeah, most definitely. You know, the horse did come up with a bit of a wrap and had been trialling really nice. So I did expect it to go well and, you know, Wolfie did give it a good push. But, uh, you yeah, know, to Major Hot's credit, he, he made his own luck down the back and, you know, and only just got him. So, yeah, definitely Dawson has a bright future. Blair, you're on the verge of uh, your sixth premiership. There's only a month to go and you've got an unassailable lead in that regard. Um the motivation these days to continue to win premierships, your great mate Dexter Dunn won 10 in a row and you often battled out the premiership with him. But um, to get six in the bank, do, do you start thinking about, right, oh, I'm going to chase Dexter down, that's my next goal, or is that not really on the horizon? Uh, not really, Greg, no. I just take year by year and, you know, obviously there's some young talent coming through and you're not going to be at the top... Um, from year to year, so to say. So, uh, no, we'll just keep doing our best. And, you know, if the premiers keep, premierships keep rolling along, well, so be it. But, um, yeah, if it doesn't happen one year, it's uh, so be it. You know, someone else's turn. Yeah, I suppose the, the real focus is on the feature races. And when you start thinking feature races, we've just left Cup Week behind. You managed to drive three on Cup Day, which I know you took uh, great pleasure in. But in two weeks' time, Blair, we've got eight Group ones in one afternoon. It's the old jewels concept, which you loved. Yeah, for sure. The jewels are very kind to me, Greg. And, you know, um, Grand Prix Day in a couple of weeks is going to be um, another great day's racing. And, you know, with all the age groups and obviously the free for all, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very special day and a day that you do like to drive a winner or two. All right, speaking of special days, before we get into Motokarara, and, and it is a great venue to go and drive at, and on a day like today, I know you'll be thoroughly looking forward to it. 
In a few weeks' time, there's a special day down at Invercargill. It's their cup day down there, and of course we know last year was the first ever Group 1 run at Ascot Park, and it's the Ascot Park Hotel Invercargill Cup on the 22nd, racing for 110000 and it's a heck of a programme down there, Blair. They've got not only uh, a number of finals, the gold chip finals, but the David Moss Stakes for the Trotters, which I understand Oscar Bonavina will be heading to, uh, and a whole lot of other feature two- and three-year-old racing, but the three-year-old Phillies race, which has been put together, the Canada Stakes for $25,000, hold significance for you, but also for a very special young lady. Yeah, that's right, Greg. Um, it's uh, you know, a real emotional time for Jason Broad and the family, and they've named this race in honour of her as um, you know, she's been diagnosed with terminal cancer, and uh, it's a great way for the family to, to put it out there and you know, I'm sure it'll get a lot of support the race and um, I know I'd take great pride in winning it and, and in honour of it and you know she's a lovely girl and doesn't deserve what she's going through. So, yeah, I, I, it will be a special race for whoever wins it, I know that. Blair, I suppose the best way to show support and one of the main reasons we're talking about it today is uh, if you've got a three-year-old filly, why wouldn't you get behind this race? Because it's an open race. It's it's open to all three-year-old fillies. It'll be a preferential barrier draw. Um, but what better way to show Jason Broad and the and the and the family in particular um, your support by putting a horse into the race? Because um, a full field of fillies racing for Canada would be pretty awesome. Oh, most definitely, Greg. And she's actually going to be on course herself, which will uh, make it uh, you know even more special for the day. And I know Jason's going. Um, all out to get nice trophies and dress rugs and that for the race and yeah it'll be an emotional time for the family and you know it's great that she can be there and I'm sure people will support her as uh, she's a lovely girl and we all know what Jace Broad does for the industry so yeah I'm sure people will get right behind it. All right looking forward to talking more about that including talking to Jason on this show as we build towards that very special day special day for Southland but even more so uh, with the first running of the Canada Stakes, the three-year-old fillies feature down there. You do head to the Mott today, Blair. Uh, should be a beautiful afternoon out there. How good. It, it, it's just perfect, the weather, isn't it, for uh, grass track racing on a track that's pretty fair, isn't it? Yeah, it is, for sure, Greg. And the weather's playing its part, that's for sure. And so this um, track should be in tip-top condition. And yeah, some even fields and some big fields. So, you know, it's, you never know at the Mott. Um, always turns up a few big divvies. Yep, Mark Mack and I always used to call it the Bermuda Triangle with the greatest respect because anything could happen out there. Anything can win. Um, you're head-to-head with uh, Sam Otley on tab.co.nz. Sam, 6.99. She'll be the first uh, female driver to go past 700, which will be pretty special when she is able to do that, and that may very well be today. Race number one, Rose Isle. You're doing the steering on this uh, long-time maiden for the man they call Crud, Barry Crothers, but... Um, You've been known to get on horses like this before and, and deliver, and $14, the punters are probably reeling off the back of yesterday's success. They might have something each way on it for you. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah I, don't, I haven't driven this horse before, so uh, it generally does things right by looking at its replays and whatnot, Greg, but um, yeah, it's probably going to need, need some luck in the run to feature. 
Just just on that though, and just on the mot, um, at times, and it's probably more prevalent in the uh, late December and into the January meetings there, the track can get quite firm and often you need to be uh, up on the pace. Is, is that a, a fair reflection of, well, probably not this time of year, but as we get to, particularly their big meeting on the 29th, Blair, um, if you're off the pace, the old days you used to be able to swoop down the outside, but that's not always the case once the track hardens up a bit. Yeah, not so much now, Greg, especially with, um, you know, they can reel some 28 quarters on the grass tracks these days, and um, they, they will run some good times today, I'd say, the last quarters and whatnot. So, yeah, just depending on the mid-race speed and, and the tempo through through the journey depends if you can or you can't, and a lot of the times the fence is the quickest way home around here. All right, what about race number two, Sporty Miss? She's had a couple of runs this time in. Looks like she's building towards a win. Yeah, most definitely uh, got a great barrier draw, Greg, and um, I see Tom Bagri's one's been pulled out, which was probably going to be the harder one to beat. So, yeah, she'll get a chance from two, and, uh, yeah, she she will improve with it. She hasn't been on the grass, obviously, but don't think it'll be a problem, mate. But, uh, yeah, as I say, she'll get a chance from the barrier draw. All right, so she's raced two, number two, and as well in the market uh with tab.co.nz. We're speaking with Blair Orange, the country's leading reinsman, about his uh, chances at the Mott today. And certainly race number two does look one of his better hopes. $2.80 the price uh, from an opening quote of three eighty, more or less with that scratching. Uh, elephant in the room, uh, one for Brent Weaver, who you've been known to team up with from time to time and, and grab uh, success too. This one is another long-time maiden, 28 starts, Blair. Yes, um, I was sat behind the horse once before, Greg. He lacks, lacks a bit of speed, and, uh, yeah, he'll get his, you know, opportunity on the grass. So he's yeah, probably a long shot one, Greg. But, um, yeah, if, they, if it's a strong tempo, he can, can run top four, but, you know, he's had a few chances to get that one before. Is he? She hasn't performed on the grass yet. Goes round in race number five, but this is her go in life, short course racing. She's actually... Um, more than capable of uh, being competitive in a race like this, I would have thought. Yeah, she's just been a bit naughty the last couple of starts, Greg. So back to a stand and off the second row, um, she followed through good and she is better with a sit, so she'll get that today. And, you know, as long as she turns up with some better manners than what she has been in the last couple of starts, she's, uh, you know, another one that can sneak in there. Yep, 13s and $4 the price there. Next to your drives is uh, a horse that actually won it this venue uh, pre-cup time, straight flush, so that must be all the way back to late September actually, um, was subsequently relegated, uh, but gets its chance in a Phillies and Veers mobile, albeit from the wide barrier draw, but she's out there because she's got as good a credentials as any in the race. Yeah, yeah, she did win there the other time, Greg, but um, fortunately we, we got put out, but uh, yeah, not too worried about the draw, mate, she's got got pretty good gate speed which we'll probably use and uh yeah she looks a genuine each way chance all right so you do expect to go forward with her because if she does uh blair she's actually got out to six dollars and fifty cents now which um makes a great value on the each way yeah i'll just have a look across greg but uh plan will be to go forward but obviously that can change within a second so yeah we'll see what happens all right times are a change in race number eight another uh, stable that you've had good success with, and this horse loves racing at the Mott, loves racing on the grass for Barry Ward, race eight, number nine. Yeah, bad draw, but it's not too bothered by that either. It uh, lacks a bit of gate speed and can't really do it both ends. So, 
yeah, if this one gets a trip, Greg, it's second last start was pretty good, so it's got to be thereabouts as well. And Kawhi in race number nine for Tom Baggery, very good winner at Kaikoura. Um, probably didn't really uh, perform up to what he can do against Create Time, who you drove to win on Cup Day, but looks competitive in that race. Yeah, definitely, mate. You know, it's back in, back in class, so to say, from uh, show day, and you know, it was good winning two starts ago, so, you know, Tom wouldn't have it here if he didn't think it was a chance. So, yeah, definitely can win. Yeah, and Daredevil in the last has got a wide front row draw, but it's not a field full of stars. For sure. So I think this guy's probably better driven cold, Greg, and we'll look to do that from a wide draw. And uh, I see they've got the sliding blinds on. So, yeah, hopefully he gets a nice trip and, and can pounce late. Can you split Sporty Miss and Straight Flush as your best chance today? Uh, only with the barrier draws, probably, Greg, just probably swing towards Sporty Miss with the barrier draws, but um, yeah, there wouldn't be a lot between the two. Alright, really appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, taking us through not only your drives today but obviously the Canada Stakes down there Adam Vicargo. Looking forward to talking more about that as we build towards their huge day and wish you well at the mop today. No, I appreciate that, Gregor. Alright, there he is. Blair Orange, uh, the five-time, soon-to-be six-time Premiership winning driver, and uh, he goes to Montecarrara today as the second favourite in the Drivers' Championship.